0: We're back. JB's Driving Podcast. Week 2 Breakfast
1: Club. <laughs> yeah. You say that with conviction. I Like do. we're actually going to get to it oh, this week. Oh shit,
0: I forgot the damn music. You know that? I I forgot to put the How damn could
1: you forget about me?
0: I I I I suck. Don't. I'm, I,
1: Don't. I'm suck. So, I suck. <laughs> <laughs>
0: South Park did something like this. What was it?
1: I forget what it was. I don't know. No fucking clue. No matter how many times this song gets like made fun of, I still love it.
0: Don't you?
1: All this week, all this week, and last week, I've been listening to the new wave station on Amazon Music. Oh really? Amazon Music. Holy shit, dude! Really? Almost every song. I hate the police. Oh, yeah. They play a lot of police. But almost every fucking song I love. Really? Oh, yeah, dude. It's amazing how many new wave songs you don't even realize.
0: I, I I do know. I listened to the first wave on Sirius XM. And then See, the I
1: thing. used to listen to that too, and I never really there would be a good song here and there. But for some reason on Amazon Music
0: Amazon Music's great.
1: The the New Wave station. It is like almost every good fucking new wave song you, you can possibly I'll, I'll have to of.
0: check that out because we're we're gonna get ready. Next Saturday we're leaving for I'm sorry.
1: This is being released.
0: Actually I'm in Myrtle Beach right now. <laughs> When this is being released, I'm in Myrtle Beach right now. Okay. Well, anyway, regardless of the show, next Saturday we're leaving for uh, Surfside, whatever you want to call it, and i got to load up like an eight-hour. is like
1: – Like if you hit somebody in the head with a surfboard, you got to say something cool like,
0: Surf's up, pal. Surf's up, pal. No, no, seriously. i got like an eight-hour – See, to me, I have an eight-hour trip. Mika's like, we're going to stop every couple hours for the kids, let them out, run around for a half an hour. I'm like, fuck
1: that. Yeah. Unless the kids are crying, we're going. Well, yeah, because, like, they could be sleeping. Why yeah. would you stop? Yeah,
0: but she's got this all plotted out, like, every three hours we're going to stop. And she's going to get them out, run around, give them some food, give them a new toy. I'm like. And then half an hour down the road, they're shitting their pants. Yeah, I'm like, I just want to go. We're going to go. If they're not crying, not doing anything, we're going to keep going. I want to get down to this place, this house, get everything in. So, you know what? I can Relax. Once everybody's in this damn house, I'm going to go on the damn deck, the the upstairs deck that overlooks the ocean and sit there and contemplate what I did wrong with my life. That's what I'm going to fucking do. And then that'll last for all 20 seconds. Yep. (coughs) And they're going to come get me. (laughs) Because daddy... Daddy provides... What are you looking at there? What is that? Is it a fake dollar? Uh,
1: something like that. Yeah. Chinese, maybe. Yeah, Chinese
0: dollar. So anyway, um, last week we talked about the Breakfast Club. No, we didn't. We, we, we forgot we, to
1: talk about the Breakfast we, we, Club. We
0: talked about the Bre- – Bre- but I think it was a great leadoff. We
1: talked about the intro with the David Bowie – We uh, did, the quote. And the quote, and which the we gro- completely forgot. That had something to do with kids and adults.
0: I will find that quote for
1: you. I don't though, think it's necessary. Yeah. Just says the kids are the future. Yeah, treat them well and let them lead the way. I think that's what it was.
0: Yeah, I'll 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 tell it to you right now. Hold on. And these children, how I gotta speak like him, that they spit on. As they try to change their world. Need worlds. more English accent then. Oh man. Are you immune to what oh shit. <laughs> it doesn't sound anything like English. <laughs> are you immune to your consultations they're quite aware of what they're going to going through
1: yeah i didn't really get the quote did you no
0: he's david bowie he's fucking
1: on some other planet at the time
0: come on he was hanging out in studio 54 he had cocaine and god knows what else run through his body yeah
1: you know i speaking of david bowie like i don't think i had ever heard well I, i probably had not heard the the song star child or star uh what is it is it star child Star Man. Starman, Starman—that's it. I had not heard the song Starman in probably 30 years, mm. and they play it on this this new wave station all uh, the time. What do you think of it? I like it. I dig it a lot. I'm happy that David I have a new song.
0: Labyrinth.
1: What <laughs> about Labyrinth? David
0: Bowie's in Labyrinth.
1: Yeah, I know he is.
0: Come to the middle. Of, I don't. I don't remember that
1: movie. Okay. If you really want to name, you want to go crazy with a singer in a movie, think uh, Rolling Stones, Mick Jagger. Can you name the
0: movie?
1: Mm. Emilio Estevez, Mick Jagger. No way. Was he? Pretty sure it was Emilio Estevez. Might not have been. It's been a million years since I've seen this movie either. I can't now. Oh, I remember it again.
0: It was it was Mick Jagger starred in that movie. He was like, wasn't the one one of the, like, the actors? No, that? he
1: was he was the main bad guy in yeah. the movie.
0: What the fucking?
1: And I'm ninety nine percent sure it was Emilio Estevez. Come on, you don't know it, Free Jack.
0: Free, oh, I do know that dude. Free Jack.
1: Remember when he The race car? He was the race car driver, yes. and he hit a bump, and he flew up in the air to hit the bridge, and they free jacked him. They free jacked him. They got him. They got him out of the out of history. Let's talk about this fucking movie.
0: I mean, it's hard. I think this movie is gonna be very Breakfast Club is gonna be very difficult to cover. It I don't. Takes place in in a library. Yeah. For the Saturday detention. Right. So let's start off. So we have the David Bowie quote, March 24th, 1984. It's all you need to know. And the
1: glass breaking, which is so fucking gay.
0: So then we're introduced to the five main actors in this movie. Molly Ringwald arrives in her dad's Beamer, Claire.
1: Yeah, Yeah, and this is all just to kind of set up the characters before the setup.
0: Yes. Anthony Michael Hall arrives with his mom and his brother, and she's kind of a bitch. Sister. Sister, whoever, bitch.
1: And the mother's like, "You better find a way to study."
0: Yes, so you. you so you know
1: he's the nerd, right? You know,
0: uh, and, and overbearing
1: bitchy mother,
0: right? Ringwald's a prince because her dad is kind of a pussy. He's like, "Here, buy you out with something." Right,
1: and, and then you find out she has to go because she skips school to go shopping. Shopping, yeah. And he, you don't know. Why most of them are there Correct. the later. only one
0: you do is ring wall, really yeah. right up front amelia Amelia shows up with his dad,
1: and that's the obvious jock they show yeah. up in the pickup truck, yes like I mean even the cars match the personalities, yes, if you pay attention, like he shows up in the pickup truck, she shows up in the beamer, yes, uh the other one shows up in a station wagon, yes. like the fucking family truck uh roadster yes. from uh, vacation, and uh then, um, Ali Sheedy shows up in like just a weird, y- just like kind of a normal, like a yeah. Monte Carlo. Yeah, like a weird, and she goes to kind of, it looks like she's going to say bye to her mother. Her mom's, and her off. mother just fucking pulls off on her. <laughs> and then you see, of course,
0: 30 something Judd Nelson. Judd
1: Nelson walking out of nowhere. 32. He does, he looks old.
0: <laughs> he looks so old in this movie. He's. And that's what threw me off. I'm like, why? I'm watching this movie. Like, man, Estevez looks young. Ringwald looks young. She looks young. Hall looks really young. And then Judd Nelson looks like he belongs, like, at a 7-Eleven at, like, 5 o'clock in the morning. He just, he looks like he's 30, 35.
1: Uh, yeah, but I think he's supposed to look rough. But I think no, it's supposed to look he like. He looks rough, but, he but also you know, is. dude, I knew a guy in high school that looked that same that had that same look to him, and he and he could have easily passed for like twenty two, twenty three. You know what I'm saying?
0: So Nelson was born in '59.
1: Jesus Christ! So he was thirty by then, <laughs> or was he? He was. Tw-
0: so he was about he was about like twenty five, twenty six. Yeah. Okay.
1: Which so, makes sense. They were all probably right around there. Anthony Michael Hall looks like he was the youngest of he them. He
0: was 17. <coughs> Emilio
1: was, Estevez looked young, but I bet he was probably Ring-wall 19 was or 20. was born in
0: 68, so she was... Older. 68, no, 60, says so 70. So, no, no, she would have been...
1: Older than Judd Nelson. You just said he was born in 69, didn't you? I thought you did. Maybe no. You said 50, 50, fifty-nine.
0: Fifty-nine. So she was. Yeah, I'm about to say she was of the right age. Right. She was hot. Ali Sheedy was born in
1: sixty-two. Weirdly enough, I wow f- think I found Ali Sheedy more attractive than yeah. No, I agree her. with you.
0: So and then uh, Estevez was so Sheedy was sixty-two. Estevez was born in. Fuck. Where's your Where's your birthday at? He was born in sixty-two, too. So, they were like in their early twenties.
1: Yeah, they all would have been in their twenties,
0: except for Ringwald, who was.
1: No, Anthony Michael Hall was seventeen.
0: Yeah, he was. He was. And
1: she was nineteen. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, but Nelson looked like he was freaking Asian, like ancient. I mean, I just that's what I was like, threw me off. So, so they all go and they there's an like initial meeting in this library in this pretty nice high school, if you ask me texting me yes that was fugly i don't even know what the hell this the hell is going on with this this random type you you keep talking okay michelle mess i think
1: uh the high school was um holy fuck i can't remember i can't believe i forgot the high school
0: it was i don't know it was some some high school
1: of course, it's set in Illinois because 90% of John Hughes' films are set in Illinois. He grew up in Illinois. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he did most of his films based in, in Illinois, Illinois. Illinois. That's what happens. Um, but I cannot, uh, I can't believe I forgot the name of the fucking high school. But it's the same name the same name as the name of the city. The high school doesn't really exist in yeah. real life. Um, you know, but it's... I used to know the name of the actual school that they filmed it in, but I don't remember anything anymore because you usually do all this prep I don't stuff, do any so I any didn't do, bother doing I, I the try. prep.
0: I got, a, I got the damn movie here.
1: No, no, it's fine. But you usually do, like, all this prep work, I and I do all this prep work, and it's, like, complete waste. And whenever I say stuff, you get annoyed because I'm you sorry, did prep work on sh- it. I'm sorry. I so just, this week I didn't bother because I'm like, oh, Jimmy's going to have plenty of stuff on this.
0: I, I should, I, I'm i sorry. I should have. I just, I, you know. Anyway, I saw so a picture of Fauci dressed up in a complete nationalist uniform. I'm just like, Yeah fuck that fuck that asshole. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him right in the ass. Fuck him. And his stupid dog too. Ooh. Fuck him. So the initial meeting is um, they're all in the library. You find out that the these five kids have nine hours of detention from Principal Vernon, who's later found to be a brownie hound. I love some of like these like these tropes they have in this movie. You're looking at like Huh? Like Nelson calling him a brownie
1: hound. Okay.
0: You know, and like
1: what does that mean? I don't know. Oh. Okay. Probably gay. I don't remember you saying uh, him saying that. So he calls it a
0: brownie hound. So Vernon's like, you're in here for nine hours, you have to write a one thousand word essay to describe who they think they are. Then he goes to his office, which is like right outside the library, and he keeps his door open so he can peek in. But as soon as he leaves, Judd Nelson's character starts just being an asshole to everybody. Nelson's character just put, what's up?
1: Okay, uh, British, a reprehensible person, the word is typically used as mild criticism or affectionate disapproval.
0: I don't even know. For one,
1: a gay slur is prominently scrawled on John's locker, supposedly acting as a deterrent to anyone who would want to break into it. Then John calls Vern a brownie hound towards the beginning of the film, and Andrew calls John a faggot ten minutes later. So I guess it's supposed to be a gay slur. I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, well, I had never, fuck off, people. I had never heard. I I guess I never paid attention to it. I don't know. Go ahead. So
0: they're all in this library. Vernon comes in. The nicest them, library ever, just, by the way. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, it just it's it's absurd. You know, it, this library is
1: like belongs in a. It's know, like it looks like a fucking public library. It doesn't look like a high school. What high school have you ever been in that has two two levels in the library, Seriously. and then like audio listening rooms, yes. and like all kinds of other fucking? I mean, it, it doesn't exist. It just it doesn't it doesn't it, it belongs in like
0: a like a freaking, you know, like a Beverly Hills. What the hell is that?
1: I don't know. It was a bug of some sort. I got him.
0: All right, where the fuck are we? So, Nelson goes off, starts making fun of the other four kids, just being an asshole. What do you fucking say? To making fun of their activities and stuff. Like, what clubs are you in? <sighs> you
1: uh, Yeah, well, see, she, you know, he, he starts going after Molly Ringwald. But
0: he goes after Ringwald the entire fucking movie. Well, pretty much. Until she gives it up. Yeah, which... Doesn't make sense. Not really, except for, you
1: know, except for the fact that usually the you go with the opposite of track thing back in the 80s. Yeah, but the um, whole
0: romantic thing, the romantic connections this movie make no sense.
1: Not really. Like, they're forced. It, it definitely feels forced, yes. Yeah. But you kind of have to, if you're trying to break down the boundaries between yeah. the different cliques, which, by the way, I don't even know if "clicks" was a word when this movie I, came out. I have no out. idea. I think "clicks" became a word a couple years later when uh, Can't Buy Me Love came out. Yes. And then you had, like, Heathers and all those Heather other border, movies yeah, that were yeah. very, very much about clicks.
0: So then Judd, I said Judd Nelson, he's kind of like this sage. He thinks he knows everything about everybody else. He's antagonizing.
1: He's antagonizing, but it seemed, I, I looked at him differently. I wa- when I watched the movie, it seemed to me like he was trying
0: to make everybody open up. Yes. I can I can, I can get that standpoint, too. But...
1: I mean, you said it like he's a sage, like he's you know acting like a sage. But if you really break down the character and just wa- take his attitude out of the character and then look at the fact that he's literally breaking down each one of their different cliques mm-hmm. and then trying to put them together. Mm -hmm. that's what he does this whole fucking movie, which makes no sense with his character at all. uh, But
0: then he's got some moments where he's just an asshole. Sure,
1: but even then... Like a dickhead. He's kind of doing it... Well, the only time that that really happens is between him and Gleason. When he's going after the kids, the other four kids, Mm -hmm. he always kind of has an agenda behind what he's saying. Even when he goes after Carl in the scene where he's like... Carl, you know, jo- Sporto up here wants to be, be janitor, get into yeah. the uh, custodial arts. Custodial How part. do you get into the custodial arts? And his response is, like, so glib and so, like, like strong. He's like, I know everything. I know what you guys do. I read your notes. I, know, I yeah. listen to you. I yeah. know all your secrets. And you, he gets this smile on his face. Fucking Judd Nelson gets this little smirk on his face like he gets it. He's the guy I, you know, that he's the one guy in the whole movie that I think he looks up to, mm-hmm. which is weird because you would think that a, you know that kind of a character just wouldn't give a shit about anything, right. but deeply he's the only one that seems to care about any of these other people. And he brings them together as the movie goes along. He's the one who introduces the pot to get them all high. Mm-hmm. He's the one that breaks them all down at the beginning of the movie and uh you know tears mm-hmm. apart all of their inequities and then he basically builds certain characters up while breaking other characters down so it's like he's definitely the sentient you know the guy who's controlling the the chessboard the whole movie if you really get deep into it right do you agree or disagree just agreeing to shut me the the fuck up
0: i i I,
1: i see where you're coming from Um, You think I'm reading too much into it?
0: No, I mean, there's some moments where he crawls back in the shell, like when he's in a closet with Vernon.
1: Uh, Yeah, um, he has that defensive mechanism, where, but it makes sense if you know the character, because the character is a beaten... He's a a child that has been beaten and abused his entire life. So the fact that he is that kind of character that would... Lash out unless he's backed into a corner, and then he basically is just kind of balling up to to get ready for the hit. Mm-hmm. He's waiting for Gleason to fucking punch him because his father punches him. Yeah. So it's not like the only care, the only real adult figure that he has in his life is an is, is an asshole, and ticket. his mother doesn't seem to give a two yeah. shits about anything. So it's I. This is why I thought. I have to believe that John Hughes was very 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 hands-on with the direction of these characters mm-hmm. because the little subtleties in each one of these characters is so well done.
0: Oh, it's great. I mean, Brian Michael Hall's character is fantastic. Anthony Michael Hall? Yes.
1: Brian. Yeah, he's his character's great Brian.
0: great character. I didn't care for geez. Emilio. Yeah. Really
1: was I hated Emilio Estevez In this movie okay. I hated I hated the character I hated his Portrayal of the character I He was shallow it was, thought a sh- it was a shallow character He was very shallow Compared to all the other characters But then He even had like The fucking Most ridiculous I know we're just jumping All over the fucking Doesn't place matter, At this point
0: It's it's too easy of a movie I mean it's really just
1: It's Yeah it's five guys In a In a hall I mean, in a library. Um, he's... Okay, so he starts dancing. He dances like a fucking lunatic. And then he's doing, like, cartwheels and everything. He's supposed to be smoking pot. But somehow that makes him want to dance over, like... Now, over dance like a crazy pot. person.
0: Everybody's mistake, it was actually PCP. <laughs>
1: that would it make more
0: sense. That wasn't pot. <laughs> they gave... They slipped him the, the shit
1: that So. He stand, he's got that really fucked up, like, jock-type dance. Oh, But yeah. then, you know, then he goes into the room and slams the door and screams, and the fucking door shatters. Never have I ever understood that scene.
0: There's one scene I really don't understand this fucking movie. Which one? The detention dance.
1: Oh fuck yeah, dude! Where they, where, where they're uh,
0: walk like an Egyptian in the library? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ!
1: The them dancing to the music. Which where the fuck is Gleason this entire time? Where is Vern at? Because they're up there listening to he's the music, drinking, he's drinking Pabst. high off their fucking mind.
0: He's freaking papsed with the bartender. I mean, the uh, the janitor. <laughs> I
1: mean, it's just like Jesus Christ, man! This is ridiculous, and. Then they just start doing they're they're on the thing and they're doing the Egyptian dance and they're you know I did like the Ali Sheedy doing like the um the peanuts dance,
0: oh yeah yeah, yeah. she
1: does like a she does yes. like a peanuts dance in the middle of it before she then starts turning around and doing like the the African um tribal dance from yes uh uh can't buy me love, which I keep going back to because I just saw the fucking it's movie.
0: Fine, you can do. You can go back there all you
1: want. And uh, <laughs> then she like passes out from exhaustion. But it—it's just, I—I uh, don't know. There's a lot of little things that I don't like. But you know, one of the perfect situations is wait at the very, very end where she shows up in the closet. How the fuck does she show up in the closet? She just does. How does she know what closet he's in? She
0: just she's she's a fucking soothsayer.
1: And she shows up and then just kind of like starts starts fucking sucking face with him, yeah. which out of nowhere out of makes nowhere. no sense. I mean, you could tell she's kind of getting turned on. Yeah. Through the movie. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not she's that blind a lot, to
0: it. too cuz Nelson was an asshole. Well,
1: Nelson her. breaks her down. Yeah. And I think that that she actually appreciates the fact that he breaks her down. But it. doesn't... I, I
0: figured you would like Nelson. When I was watching this movie, last oh, I love Nelson. I, I was like, character. Pauls don't like him. Pauls, don't, I don't. I know, fucking
1: I, hated Emilio Estevez. Okay, I
0: don't like. I don't like. I like Brian. I like Brian's good character. I like Brian. Too, I like Michael Anthony Hall. I mean, Brian. Whatever the fuck is it? Anthony Hall's character. Brian. Brian. Yeah. I liked him.
1: Well, his, his <laughs> when he's when he's sitting there, he's like starts crying. He's like. I just pulled down the goddamn trunk and it wouldn't light up. <laughs> That's the best fucking part. Yep. <laughs> he's just like, yep. it wouldn't light up. <laughs> and then, But see, even that scene where he's breaking down and he's like, I was taking shop class because I thought it was a dummy class. And, yep. and of course, Judd Nelson's going to be like, I take shop class. <laughs> It's like, you know, fuck you, buddy. Yeah. I, you know, this is what I'm good at, and yeah. you're shitting on it. Now look at you.
0: Fucking Nelson just came off to me as an arrogant asshole. Fuck that, you know? Okay. There's no need to spread your misery to other people.
1: I don't know that. I think he I fucking that, did. I think he does.
0: I think he did. I really think he did. He was a dickhead. I hate him in this movie. i let you have your say. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just saying, he fucking came off as an arrogant, you know, my life sucks. Yeah, I get it, dude. But there's no reason for you to shit on everybody else. Who the fuck are you, you know? Everybody has different walks of life and like that. There's no reason for you to shit on somebody else just because you have a hard
1: life. He shit on everybody else because they refused to acknowledge that they were pieces of shit, too. And he was tired of being the piece of shit.
0: Well, so he was shitting on them.
1: I didn't say he didn't.
0: He was doing it for selfish reasons. Because I don't. I don't
1: think he did as a. When looking at the character and looking at and knowing how John Hughes tends to write his characters, mm-hmm. I don't believe that he wrote that character in mind with him being just shitting on everybody. Mm-hmm. Him using it as a defensive mechanism, sure, but at the same time being able to break down all the other characters so that they can all then. Walk away I, I, being friends.
0: I, I don't doubt that. There's a reason why he was the last person in the movie throwing his fist in the air and shit like that, even though he's got seven more Saturday detentions with seven more different groups of people. Yeah, but do you think so he threw his
1: hand up in the air because of the diamond ring, because of Claire, or because he, he felt like he accomplished his goal? He,
0: the diamond ring was in his in his uh in his ear. He threw his hand up in his air because he was gonna pawn said. Diamond earring. See, that, that's, that's for, uh, Scrotum piercing. And <sighs> okay. why do you think he threw his hand up in the air at the end? Because,
1: I, once again, I think that as John Hughes wrote the character, like I broke believe down he used that character to break those people To down. break down the boundaries between the characters. Mm-hmm. That's what I think he used that character for. Mm-hmm. And at the end, mm-hmm. he did it. He basically made the four characters all friends.
0: Mm hmm. So you think his entire purpose of the movie and making Claire cry and threatening Amelia Estevez and then going over there and being an asshole to Brian with his lunch, pretty much picking on Brian, was to break everybody down. Because he was mocking Brian
1: like any asshole, like Estevez was doing. Yeah, but if you paid attention. I did pay attention. Okay. I wrote down everything. Really? So what was the shittiest thing that was said to Brian in the movie?
0: I don't... I mean, I gotta look through my notes. I'm gonna look through my notes for now.
1: <laughs> because the shittiest thing that was said to Brian in this movie was when Emilio Estevez was taking up for Brian. Oh uh, my fucking notes!
0: No, I, I disagree. I think, I think Bender was a bigger asshole. Bender's
1: bigger. sitting there shitting on him. Mm-hmm. And outrageous. Emilio Estevez turns around and says, you know, he has a name. And then turns to Brian and is like, "What's your name?" Mm -hmm. That is the shittiest thing that he could have fucking said to somebody. Oh, it was the shittiest, absolutely. And and that's the shittiest thing that anybody says in that entire fucking movie. Hmm. He uh, he acts he acted like I'm above you. I am going to take the high road here. And on top of everything no, I, else, I, I, I'm not even. I'm going to sit here and take up for the nerd kid because that's what I'm doing. He, he knows that he's pa- in there he's because patron- he taped up some kid's ass. Yeah, a nerd kid that happened to be Brian's friend right. that he doesn't give two shits about. No, he's patronizing him in a way. He's completely patronizing. But that
0: doesn't mean that what Nelson does is any less. Nelson goes over is just picking on him too.
1: But is he picking on him to get at Brian or to get at Claire? and to get at Emil It doesn't estimation.
0: matter. He's using Brian as a tool. The only time I That's felt not like... cool.
1: The only time I felt like he was attacking Brian mm-hmm. was when Brian said that he took shop class because of all the... Have you ever seen the idiots that take those classes? That's the only time that I felt like he yeah. really attacked Brian because he was like, you know, you're no better than any fucking body else either.
0: No, I, I... Yeah, it was Estevez patronizing him, but I still don't think that goes to the level what fucking Bender did in that scene, going over, taking out, and mocking, like, his family because he was jealous. I think that's shitty. It's a very shitty thing to do, especially considering that here he is mocking Brian's family life. and You find out later that Brian's family life is just a bunch of pressure on him to perform.
1: Like, Well, you knew that going into the scene. I don't think he knew that going into the scene.
0: It proves how much of a, a thoughtless asshole he is. He thinks he knows everything about everybody else. He thinks he's the sage of everything, but he didn't. He didn't fucking know anybody else. <laughs> he's just another fucking high school asshole. Mm, maybe. Gotcha.
1: I just don't agree.
0: That's fine. Did we cover At the time? beginning
1: of this, somebody actually wrote the script. Job and he was. had a purpose to right. write the fucking tri- right. script. And he had a purpose for each one of these characters.
0: But I will say as a writer... Sometimes shit f- slips through the floor. Well, I don't about. think
1: that it did in this case. I think he. I think this is the strongest John Hughes movie. John Hughes written movie. And it's not my favorite John Hughes movie. So but think, I think this is the strongest so you, written movie you that think he did.
0: Bender is without flaw. Then
1: no, Bender has flaws.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But Bender's flaws mostly come. But the way that that Judd Nelson brings across Bender's claws was very, very well done, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Like I said, he is going to act like a badass because that's his protection mechanism. Mm-hmm. He's going to act like... I'm, I'm the big baddie in this room, and I can beat all your asses, and I'm going to get in the teacher's face because that's what is expected of me. I'm not saying that he isn't without flaw because he obviously is, but he actually comes to grips with his own flaws, and I think the moment that that really happens is when Carl kind of puts him in fucking place, and that's when he just kind of comes... Full circle on the whole thing. And his whole demeanor kind of, kind of changes towards the other characters in the room.
0: I I just, I can't agree. I can't agree with someone who goes in there and destroys all these, like, change the card catalogs, rips up fucking books, introduces these guys the pot. To me, that's all negative shit that he's putting on these guys, these kids. That, to me, is just, he's a dick. He's okay. A, he's a dickhead all right you know he's a selfish arrogant dickhead okay i'm i'm just that's the way i viewed him sure my my the person i had morphine to was towards uh brian's character you know except my parents never put any pressure on me to do any fucking school work i kind of floated around <laughs> Lindsay got all the pressure
1: uh So now that we covered the entire movie. More or less. Um, I, mean, I,
0: mean, we got like
1: I mean, we could do a scene by scene. It's not really hard. I mean, the first they movie. all come in. Uh, you know, he basically tells them they've all got to write a thousand word essay right. on who they think they are. Uh, the movie kind of starts with him reading what the essay ends up being. Yes. And then it gets yes. completed towards the end. Yes. He rereads it and, and he finishes it off. The only one who writes the essay of course is Brian, which is another subtle manipulation, but whatever um, so uh, you have every different genre you can think of the the prissy bitch, you have the jock boy, you have the smart ass you have uh the the thug mm. or criminal, and then you have uh the, weird the weirdo the basically me <laughs> <laughs> you had me. That was it.
0: So. I, I, you know what I do love about this movie? What? It's like about these goofy ass montages they have to like the 80s music background. There's like three of them. Sure. That is quintessential 80s music. And there's one of them right after the Bender-Vernon showdown where Bender gets like eight detentions in a row. And right. And like the other kids are like telling them to shut the fuck up because they, you know, they don't want him to get any more.
1: We were talking about this before the show started. Yeah. That is one of the scenes that I have a hard time with at this point, mostly because of um, Not Another Teen movie, where oh, yeah, yeah. they reenacted that scene word for word, like using the same exact words and everything else, just different characters. And you, I could never watch that scene and take it seriously again, because you just can't. If you watch Not Another Teen movie and, yeah. and you have that one wormy little guy turn around and go, Cut it out, man! <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like, uh, it doesn't work.
1: It's, you just can't take that scene seriously after that. Yep, they they destroy that scene. Yep, I could. Uh, that movie is fucking hilarious. Me and the kids watched it uh, about a month ago. Little hard to get through that first scene with my daughter. I'm sure <laughs> my 15 year old daughter. <laughs> Had my 16 year old son. Jeez. And uh, the, yeah, I'm sure if you remember correctly, the beginning of that movie is a five minute long masturbation yes. scene. Yes. <laughs> it's a bit uncomfortable.
0: My dad would have taken me
1: to that movie when I was eight years old. And sure. He wouldn't, wouldn't have blinked. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. He's like, you know what she's doing under there, don't you, Jim? <laughs> oh, no, he wouldn't call you Jim. What did he used to call you all the time? Slick. Slick? Yeah. No, he had another one for you really? when you were when you were real young. I thought it was slick. It might. Have, he also said "Hey there, guy" all the hey time. Guy. Hey, hey guy. guy. Hey guy. Hey guy. Mm-hmm. I love that. Oh man.
0: Oh. I'm a bunch
1: of tests. You know what he's doing under there, don't you, mm-hmm. Slick? <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's hilarious. Anyway, so. Uh, yeah, so what do we got? Oh, he has a showdown he has the first showdown with Gleason. Yeah. Where he gets a, an extra day of detention. Eight eight extra. Seven no, no, no. extra the seven. first one he only gets one.
0: Right, one extra. And then he day. comes back. And then that's the showdown where he gets seven more.
1: Right. Is that after he rigs the door to close? Yes. Yeah, so he goes and he rigs the door to close.
0: Vernon tries to get Estevez to move the <laughs> magazine the... rack in place and they're like, that's a fire hazard. He just gives up. What are you doing?
1: (laughs) I mean, everybody (laughs) in the movie's really done well, in my opinion. Gleason's great. Gleason is funny as shit. Gleason is a weird guy. Like, he is another one. He's a William Atherton character. Yes, he is. You know, like, he is a dick every time you see him. You You see him in Trading... uh, Was it Trading Places? Yeah, it was Trading Places where uh, he played Mr. Mister. Mortimer. No, 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 no. Mr Something. He was the one that was that was gonna steal the orange juice. The uh the orange crop report. Oh shit. Remember? Yes. And they they get him on in, in the train and they put him in the monkey suit and put him in the cage with the monkey. Yes. Shit. Yeah. So he I mean he plays a dick in just about everything I can remember him in. Mm. I'm not the one that just got butt fucked on national television. (laughs) What a great scene! Gleason is fucking great and everything. He's just, he just, how? I don't know how you play those roles time after time after time because you know there's a reason why he gets hired. He's just like, he he just takes it. It's like he that is his character. He's just the guy who gets shit on. Yep, and he's awesome at it. He is. Even when he gets, he gives Bender the eight. Excuse me, the eight weeks. Yeah, and he's walking out, and he does the uh, the bull. (laughs) Because the the first time he walks out, he's like, "Don't don't mess with the bull, or you get the horns." He didn't do that. He just walks out. Don't mess with the bull, you get the horns. And then when he comes back, he's like, "I got you for two months." (laughs) The horns. And he's walking out, and he's putting up the fucking bull symbol. And I'm like, "God damn, that is the." Gayest thing ever, but it's so perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
0: make $33,000 a year and I got a house.
1: <laughs> it's, but you know what? That's probably a lot of money in 1994. I really don't know. <laughs> I heard that was like, good God. <laughs> I, I make $33,000 a year and I've got a house.
0: You're not fucking that up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll give you the first punch. <laughs> That's what I thought. Your gutless turd. Mole really
0: pumps my nads. <laughs> That's the next ah, scene.
1: I love when that. Bender's
0: like ripping apart like in the fucking book. <laughs>
1: That's so fucking good. And he
0: starts um, sexually harassing Claire. I mean,
1: <laughs> so that this shit
0: would not last
1: nowadays. No! He's you couldn't se- do this movie. He sexually harasses her the entire time. <laughs> he sticks his head in her fucking veg! When he's hiding under the desk. No, he'll he catches sex wisp of her goddamn badge and just <laughs> sticks his head up in there. <laughs> sexual
0: harasses the entire movie. <laughs> then he starts making fun of her name like Claire. That's a fat girl's name. <laughs> <laughs> there's like two types of fat girls. There's the fat people who are formed fat. And then, then there's the fat girls who are skinny but turn fat when they get <laughs> married They
1: pie, they get married, and <laughs> pop out one or two units. <laughs> Oh, man. Come on, dude. I don't uh, know how you hate that character. I just love it. I love... Because I'm a dick. That's why. I know. I, I knew you were going to love
0: him. I told him. I he fucking I, like, love this is that Paul's guy. Paul's character right here. Then, of course, Estevez saves her and uh, Bender whips out a knife. That's when the janitor. I don't want to
1: mess with you, man. Mm. See, that's another... See, that's one of those scenes where it does not hold up. No. No. I mean, he's man. just... Like, he, the way he my talks... My nads.
0: Come on, my nads.
1: <laughs> well, come on. That's just funny, dude. <laughs> my nads. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Pumps even pumps my now. nads. Pumps my nads is just a great sting.
0: It pumps my nads. Oh
1: shit! You know what another scene like that? That's you. That's really funny. Is uh, what is it? Friday night Li- or is it Friday night lights? What's the one where I don't want your life? What movie is that? Oh fuck! Oh man! Paul Walker and yeah,
0: it's um Varsity Blues. Varsity
1: Blues. Where he's in the classroom yes. with the teacher that ends up being a stripper, yes. and he's oh. he's like sitting there going through all the different words for penis. Yes, that that scene's wonderful. Oh. It just it, it holds up really too. well.
0: What well, they do that football season?
1: <sighs> I don't know because there's a good chance I'm never even watching football yeah. again. Yeah, that's
0: how that's how it's gonna happen. Baseball, they're kneeling. No yeah, thanks. I'm done. NBA, don't give a shit. NFL, fuck them fuck em all. Yeah,
1: fuck them all. Fuck them in the ass. They they've got. They better just trade that fucker. That's all I gotta say, dude. Because yeah. I'm down to only watching Bears games, and I'm just about to jump because they have some third string asshole who's only gonna play one yeah. two plays a game. Oh fucking kneel! And he's gonna kneel in Soldier Stadium. How That's are you gonna s- fucking do that?
0: Disgusting. So At he least, does it. I'm hey, done. Fuck hey, him. Hey, Washington football team. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I saw that. I was laughing my ass off. Jesus. The thing is, most of the Redskins are this. Is, this is a. Movie. It's like this is. I'm like this is fantastic.
1: You know how bad it is with the Washington football team. Keep in mind, I don't. I mean, I'm sure we have a couple international listeners. Yeah. There was a Washington basketball team at one point in time called the Bullets, who then moved to Baltimore and they were the Baltimore Bullets. When they went back to Washington, we couldn't keep that name because it was too violent, so they changed it to the Wizards. (laughs) Holy hell, dude. (laughs) The Washington Wizards. (laughs) Gayest name in the league. Terrible. And now you have the Washington Redskins, which is one of the oldest teams in the league. 32,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: And now it's the Washington football team because they can't decide. See, yeah. and they're doing this completely for political reasons so that they don't have bad press. And the next day, there's a goddamn thing that comes out about all the executives yeah. sexually harassing yeah. women and shit.
0: All. Listen, <laughs> see, see, Craig was like, I can't believe I couldn't think of a name. Oh, no. They have a name in mind. But I think this is Snyder's FU to the league.
1: He's just going to leave it that? Did you?
0: For a while throughout the season, yep. No shit. Yep. I the, didn't hear that. To me, if I, 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 the last
1: thing I heard was they dude, were trying no, to decide on no, a game. No, no.
0: They today the official came out. They're saying right for now the team is called the Washington Football Team.
1: That's awesome. To me, they, they, they mean, should just change it to a fucking football on they the helmet. <laughs> the, this thing is, no, just white helmets and white uniforms. Yes, <laughs> that's all they
0: should do. And <laughs> just with quarterback, running back, you know, and just like. Like, all the numbers are, are <laughs> synchronized. You know, like, the offensive line is, like, 69, 70, 71. It's, that, that would be all fantastic. But I, people are, you know, like, Esky's like, oh, this is terrible. I was like, this is great. Oh First my God. off, you're going to force the announcers to call them Washington, and that's going to piss off the SJWs. Second of all, the the, the real fans are still calling the Redskins. There's yeah. Cause and you know what's going to have is since these announcers don't have a team name to, to bounce off of, they're going to slip up and call them the Redskins. Oh, they're <laughs> going to call
1: them the Redskins the whole time. <laughs> it, the, every play, it's, it's going to be the Redskins. It is
0: fan. I hope they keep I don't want to. Don't change the name. It's an FU, the NFL, and the SJW. Snyder's Republican. Hmm. Snyder doesn't give a fine fuck, okay? He made a, sales, a male sales executive, according to that report you were citing, A male sales executive who was a former college cheerleader, after the end of a sales meeting, he made that guy do a cartwheel.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I heard about that.
0: (laughs) I saw that. I was like, I don't hate Dan Snyder anymore. And then this, (laughs) this came out today. I was like, my God. This is fantastic.
1: That That is pretty fun. I didn't hear that part. I just heard that they were trying to come up with a name.
0: Washington football team. That also means that during every broadcast when Washington's playing, they're going to spend like 80% of time talking about you know Washington football team. You know what would be even better
1: than a, just a white helmet? What? Is a Washington Redskins helmet with a circle and a line through it. <laughs> That's
0: even better. That's the shit. That is the like shit. the
1: goddamn Ghostbusters emblem, yes. but with the fucking Redskins head. Yes.
0: Yes. Or like you have the Redskins of the jersey, it's just like a crossed, it's out. Just
1: crossed out. Crossed <laughs> <laughs> out. It's not even crossed out. It's just fucking medical tape across <laughs> it. It's peeling off halfway through the game.
0: And the Indian mascot comes out with just a mask on. <laughs>
1: yeah. His mask, I, it's the Indian. <laughs> it's still got the headdress and shit, but it's got this big, huge fucking face mask over it. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious.
0: It's it, Dude, it's phenomenal. Uh, it's, I, I saw I, I. Oh, i was so happy when I saw it. It's, that is the best thing that could happen. <laughs> I was like, fuck it.
1: <sighs> oh, Jesus. We're Washington. <laughs> Washington football team. <laughs> I did not know. When you sent me that the other day, I didn't realize that that was the new name. Yeah. No. No. I just thought you were just sending no. me something. It's
0: Washington football team. And you know, the damn is actually just their numbers. I'm dead serious. The, oh. the
1: <laughs> holy hell. That is awesome. What are they
0: gonna do for the color rush uniforms? <laughs> and the throwback <laughs> uniforms? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Throwback uniforms,
0: dude. That team name is. They actually have like blow you know, the whistle. They're gonna have like actual like, you know, shirts they sell
1: <sighs>
0: and beanies. <laughs> Washington football <laughs> <LeBaldi. laughs> team.
1: I would. They can't sell any hats with brims. All they can <laughs> sell is the fucking prop help <laughs> <Yes>. hats. <laughs> I hope. I hope
0: the fan base embraces it. I think I the greatest thing they could do. They and They're won't. still calling the Redskins. Just, fuck it. It's like their unofficial nickname is the Redskins.
1: They won't. They won't. They'll bitch about it and they'll complain.
0: It ain't going to be the Red Tails, though. I'll tell you that. Red Tails is gone. I don't know what the hell that means. That's the. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. So we got 10 minutes left in the show.
1: <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Back to the movie. <laughs> uh, we got okay. 10
0: minutes to run through it. Can you run through it, or do you want me to go through my fucking notes? If you want to. Dude,
1: it's going to be hard because then you have. Because I ran through the. Run through is not hard to do.
0: Jared walks in, double the mummies, um then they start whistling. Remember yeah. comes the, in. The
1: uh that is the s- Snow White in the seven drawers.
0: Yeah. Doo-doo, right. Yeah.
1: And then he Did th- is that when they fall asleep?
0: Yeah. No 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 no. That comes right before long. Well, no, yeah, that does, That is. Cause, well I don't
1: know. No no. They do that, and then he comes in, and he does lunch, and he's like, are we eating right here? No, it would be better in the cafeteria, blah, oh, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. And then he's like, no, go get some Cokes out of the teacher's lounge, and yeah. he sends uh, Shitty and Shitty Estevez. And Estevez. And that's
0: what Estevez opens up about how you supposed to always be a winner, knowing because of his genetics he's a winner.
1: And yeah. she just kind of shits on it. She yeah. just like, whatever, I don't really care. Which is weird with her character, especially yeah. later on. But like Her
0: character's weird. <laughs> then back in the library, that's when Bender continues to actually harass Claire about elephantitis.
1: Elephantitis of the nuts. <laughs> like, Which, when he said that, I know I had seen it before. But I couldn't resist looking it up yet again.
0: He completely – Elephantitis Nuts is one you have very enlarged nuts.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what it was, but I just wanted to see some real people with Elephantitis or the nuts. About
0: uh, nuts in his backseat or something. Oh, yeah.
1: Then he ripped <laughs> – You'd he, have to sit in the backseat because yeah, his nuts would, would be so on clear. the <laughs> – Brian's shotgun.
0: Then he rips for Brian about being a virgin. Like, remember back in the day, being a virgin was a big deal? Yeah. Now nobody gives a shit. No. No. It's like, but back then, like, you're a virgin, you're embarrassed to admit you're a virgin. I mean, it was a huge effing deal.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, and then he... Social mores changed. But see, that was a weird scene, too, because, like, he basically says, uh, there's this chick I have in Canada, which was always, like, a running joke back then, Mm -hmm. you know? And all the nerds said they had a girlfriend in Canada that they slept with. Mm -hmm. And um, then he, he kind of... He insinuates to Claire... I don't know if Brian intended to insinuate that he slept with Claire or that if he actually insinuated that he didn't want to say because Claire yeah. was there. You don't I'm know. not really sure. I
0: don't know either, but Bender presses the issue. Bender presses
1: it and makes him look like shit, yeah. but then he, he literally comes out and says, look, I just didn't want to say I was a virgin in front of Claire. Yeah, Like, it would matter to her. Yeah. So that's a kind of a weird thing that guys did think about back then. I mean, guys were embarrassed for girls to know that they were virgins. I wasn't. I didn't give a shit. Right. Like, everybody knew I was a virgin until I was 19. Because I was saving it for marriage. Yes, you were. And I got so goddamn close. I was engaged the first time I laid pipe, baby.
0: <laughs> laid pixie sticks, which speaks to our next lunch. Uh, uh, lunch yeah, so now we're back lunch at lunch. Scene, lunch. Where. Uh, Ali and Shitty makes a pixie
1: stick sandwich. We, we get to see Claire, who's eating sushi. Sushi. And Bender has a great line where he, she's like, can I eat? He's like, I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> it's a great line. And uh, then you watch Emilio Estevez bring out the shit in his bag, which, oh yeah, which once nice. again, this is a corny fucking scene to me. Yeah. Like, I get it. He starts pulling the stuff out of the bag, and I thought that was kind of funny. But then when he goes to put the bag down and realizes there's more shit in the bag, yeah, yeah. that's when I, like, ugh. Yeah. It, it's, it's so subtle because you can do that joke all day and just keep pulling shit out of the bag. I wouldn't have cared. But when you went to go put it down and then he picks it back up and starts pulling more shit, I'm like, ew. Yeah. Why did you do that? Yeah. So then Bender doesn't have anything. He throws the Coke over to Ali Sheedy, sh- who catches it without looking. Um, Then he goes over and checks out what Brian has, and he pulls out. He's got soup, and he's got PB and J, and uh, you know, juice or chocolate milk or something. And he's making fun of him and his home life and everything else. And uh, then you watch Ali Sheedy make her sandwich, which she has pimento uh, pimento pimento bread. Is that what it's called, or pimento loaf, or whatever the fuck it is? She throws it up. She throws it up on the statue. (laughs) Which I don't know why. It always kind of was the a library, weird thing.
0: Yeah.
1: And then... Um, Best library of all So time. it's got mayonnaise on the sandwich, yeah. but then she takes pixie dust and puts it all over it and then takes Captain Crunch cereal, why, that's crushes it fucking down, yeah. and then proceeds to eat this yeah. like sugar mayonnaise <laughs> fucking concoction. just looks disgusting. Yeah. And they're all staring her down.
0: So... But there's an epic scene where... As I said before, where Bender gets on Brian about his phone li- uh, home life, then he mocks Brian's home life, does that play, and they ask him, what, "What's your <laughs> home life like?" You realize Bender lives in an abusive family, which is why he's an asshole.
1: Right, and no, of course nobody believes him because everybody thinks he's a liar until yeah. he shows the cigar burn on right. his arm.
0: Yes, and they all back off after that.
1: <coughs> and um, so then ben after and- after they eat, they all kind of start. Falling asleep. Yeah. And they're all, all kind of, sl- you know, yeah, it's the sugar rush. They're all, they all fall asleep on the desk. And he, Gleason shows up and says, you know, get up. And nobody moves. And then he's like, who needs to use the lavatory? And they all put their hands up yeah. at the same time. Mm. It's a cool scene. So, uh, you then know. Then
0: Vernon's then he goes to his office, spills the coffee, has to go clean it up. Right. And they all go decide they're going to run around the hallways or something.
1: Well, they, they go to get the pot. That's right. Out right. of Bender's locker. Yes, which has a so, guillotine in there. So they get all they get all the way over there, and they're on their way back, and you
0: forgot the guillotine in his locker. Yeah, there's a
1: guillotine in his oh, locker, God. which is just kind of dumb. <laughs> but let you, me
0: let me just commit a felony if someone reaches in my locker. Sure. Fucking <laughs> stupid.
1: But um, nobody
0: watches him <laughs> put that guillotine up. Like, what are you doing, dude? Fuck off.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, at least what you can say he was crafty. Mm. um so anyway he's they're all heading back and Gle- they see that gleason's out in the hall so they he says come this way and they they start going and that's when they get into a situation and they're like look we're not following you anymore yeah. now bender knew that one of the doors was locked yeah. but he followed them anyway and they get there and the door is locked and they can't go any farther. there's kind of like that first situation where everybody's like backing Bender instead of Emilio Estevez. Yeah. So they're starting to trust Bender. Yeah. And then Bender does what, you know, The he, he all of a sudden becomes noble and decides yes. that he's going to take yes. the hit for this situation. Yeah, so, so he stuffs his pot in Brian's underwear and then he goes running down the hall singing I want to be an Air Force Ranger. Yes. Which I found that interesting as well. Uh, Till he ends up in the uh basketball court and he's throwing uh shots which he seems to be making every one of them which I thought that was kind of weird. Uh Gleason shows up and they have a little confrontation. They're
0: throwing back <laughs> Gleason kinda like
1: he goes to throw the yeah. ball to Gleason and Gleason <laughs> he does the, the, the jerk take. Yeah. And then he's <laughs> he rolls the ball to him and Gleason kicks it. Yep. That's funny. But anyway, so he takes him back to the library. And uh then he's like, you know, what if this what if you, you know, something caught on fire? What if your drugs were on fire? And he's like, That's impossible, sir. They're in Brian's underwear.
0: Yeah. Like Lily said.
1: <laughs> Which uh, that seems yeah. wonderful. Yeah. So then um he uh I thought that's when he decided to move him to the thing. What happened to, to cause him to get moved to the uh
0: Oh, the whole idea of him escaping and, you know, doing the basketball thing. He had enough of it. He was going to throw him in the, in the locker. No, no, no. It was the – uh
1: Because they have the scene where he says it's in Brian's underwear. So something happened where he finally gets pissed off and he's done with Bender.
0: That was after that.
1: I yeah. thought so too, but I can't remember what it was.
0: That that was it. The whole basketball scene.
1: Okay. Well, anyway, so he puts him in a like basically. That's
0: what he, that's what he says. He makes thirty-one thousand dollars a year. Has a home. Right.
1: <laughs> he puts him in a janitor's closet, yeah. and he t- has this little speech, and then he's like, "Look, I'll give you the first punch." Yeah. So he's basically telling him, "You hit, you know, hit me, so I can beat the living piss out yeah. of you," and that's when Bender backs, backs down because, of course, he would. He's an abused kid. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's another weird you know, convoluted scene where you have an ablu- a, a kid that's being abused yeah, and a teacher who, five who who gives a shit. I don't we know. We can I go over a couple minutes. And a teacher who, instead of actually looking at the situation and helping, which is what would happen now.
0: Well, absolutely.
1: Matter of fact, it's gotten to a point where it's over the limit yes, now. Yes, yes. But, you know, back then it was like, he's just a problem child. Yeah, fuck him. fuck him. And that was a... That was like a real thing. I mean, it it wasn't like teachers were going out of their way to help kids back then. So anyway, um, Bender then goes and crawls in the ceiling. But it looks like all he's crawling on is... Uh, the push ceilings, whatever yeah. that shit is, drop uh, ceilings. Drop
0: ceilings, drop ceilings yeah. which you
1: could not do. Yeah, you, you could not put right any weight it. on you that. Would fall right through it. So I don't know what the fuck he was crawling across, but they made it look like he was crawling across the drop ceiling. Which but he would falls have never through. Happened. So eventually he run. falls through. But he falls, happens to fall through in the right in the library, it's which miraculous. is where he wanted to go yeah. anywhere. So then he gets in there and he makes the joke, uh, "I forgot my pencil," which is, of course is pretty funny. And Vernon
0: um, was in the shitter. And he comes out. He says, "I was just in the office."
1: Well, that's and that's where we have the scene where he sticks his head in, uh, in Claire's her, in, crotch. because in, in yeah. yeah. because uh, you know he he was in <laughs> he was taking a shit. Gleason's taking a shit. Just in the and office. And he comes in there and he's like, "What was that noise?" Yeah. And they have a really yeah <sighs> scene where yeah. they're like, "What noise? Can you describe yeah. the noise?" You know, they're all playing dumb, which that scene doesn't hold up well. Hold um, but, of course, during that, you know, he's sticking his head in fucking Claire Snatch, yep. which of which, of course, does hold up always. Always. Um, then and there's a
0: pot smoking scene afterwards. Right.
1: So then he takes off. And when he's leaving, he's got the goddamn uh Porta john fucking yes, like yes. paper. Cover, yes. <laughs> the shit seat cover on it yes. on the back of his Pants, yes, which is wonderful and yet another scene where he's taking shit so uh then they decide that they're you know yeah. Le- let me uh grab my doobage uh, another bad line um so he gets it from brian and sh- claire decides to go against emilio estevez's uh kind of persuasion she goes and then brian goes because of course he's a follower and then, I guess, Sheedy decides to go. And Estevez never really looks like he goes, but then, he but just then he's just there.
0: Appears out of an, a room, <coughs> and he starts doing gymnastics Yeah, around the library. like
1: Yeah, we have hey, the music, and Pot he's doing the— Pot doesn't do that too. No. Pot does not give you a bunch of energy and make you want to dance like a lunatic yeah. and do cartwheels and run around and then slam a door and yell— and have the glass shatter. Yeah, it's stupid. Worst scene in the fucking movie. It's stupid scene. Both times that the glass shatters. Yeah. Um. So then we have like the we're all mellowed out now, yes. and we're sitting around, and we're all telling tales.
0: And they're looking through other each other's <laughs> shit. Right.
1: So uh, Bender's sitting there brushing his teeth with uh, her yes. eyeliner comb, yes. and yes. like it, it, you know, it's it's a decent, you know, it's what a good scene. It's yeah. A good what scene. you're
0: seeing is the kids kind of bond together. These are all different, you know, stair, steps of them bonding together. Now they're opening up and showing each other what's <laughs> And in they their all ship. kind of admit
1: why they're there. Yes, yes. Uh, that's when Brian tells the story of taking shop class because, and, yes. and he offends Bender, but then Bender kind of gets over it pretty quickly.
0: Claire she's a virgin after... After, um, after she Ali Sheedy says, says she, she
1: was, was having sex with her therapist. Yeah,
0: paid the therapist.
1: And, um... You know that whole scene is pretty good. And then, um, of course,
0: Estevez talks about. I thought the one of the best scenes was when Esteves talks about taping Lester's ass together, and he talks about. It is how, the
1: only scene that I enjoyed Esteves in this movie. I, I just,
0: you know, and how you know how he would feel like his father would feel. Yeah. And, Lester, I was like, and I
1: think that they gave that to him because they needed him to be emotional yes. instead of this fucking robot. Yes. Um, that he is the rest of the, mo- the I movie. Agree. So I it, it, it is a really good scene and him saying, you know, basically saying, I just imagine him having Lester having to go home and tell his dad yeah. what had happened to him. And and you could sit there and imagine that. I could imagine it because shit like that happened to me. So yeah. not having my ass taped shut, but, yeah. you know, going to a party and having some dickhead who's twice my size n- nail me in the fucking crotch just so he could make everybody else laugh. Yeah. You know, shit like that has happened. So yeah. um, anyway, uh, so then they kind of all, you know, they're all getting along and then they piss each other off and then they get along. Well, and then they do the thing me. where, you know, Claire says she can basically put her lipstick on with her tits. Yeah. And, you know, that's Bender's when Bender's again. a complete dick to her. Yeah. And the whole reason he's a dick to her then is to basically say, you know, you're the one who told me. My opinion doesn't matter. So why are you getting yeah. offended by me being pissed off, you, you, by anything that I say? When you're saying that my opinion doesn't matter here, mm-hmm. so um, once so again, I mean, I think he is a dick. But there's the, a purpose behind it. But whatever. But then they I'm go on, argue
0: and they they talk anymore. about probably one of the, the, the themes of those movies, and they said, "Well, what are we going to be when we grow <laughs> up?" And it's like we're all going to become like our parents, more
1: or less. And then they base and then Brian brings out. You know, we're still going to be friends. Yeah. You know, are we still going to be friends on Monday?
0: And Claire's a realist one out of all of them. There. She
1: is. She's just like, the the, the truth is no. Yeah. You know, now, of course, walking out of the school and she's making out with him, you know, are they going to have anything going forward? Uh, Ali Sheedy's now got a completely different yeah. look and it's she's making out with Emilio Estevez. Yeah. Is that going to continue or is she going to go right back to being like yeah. – you know the mob top fucking weirdo. Uh, y- you don't really know where what's gonna happen on Monday. You assume that they all learned something important and they're gonna go forward with this new lesson. But right. the truth of the matter is is they're probably gonna revert right back as soon as yes. as soon as Claire and fucking what's his name show up at that party, they're gonna go right back to the way they were. Yeah. I mean it's it's pretty self-evident. now yeah. Brian, of course, Claire's being a realist by saying, you know, you your your friends look up to us. Now, the truth is is that was, you know, it's turbo she's a turbo bitch about it, but at the same time, you know, that's kind of the way they would look at it, you yeah. know. We're popular, so you'd wanna have any friends with us. Yeah. Well, y- you know, that didn't really work for me, but I could see how, you know, Brian's character, how she would see that. Right. in Brian's character. But anyway, uh they they kind of get all together and um they elect Brian to write the note. Yes. Or, or the uh the thing of who we are. And uh she takes Ali Sheedy, well, she takes Ali Sheedy into a back room and just redoes, you know, does her makeup and pulls, pulls her, her hair, hair back, back and all this other stuff. <laughs> takes off the glasses <laughs> <laughs> and the uh not much and the over the overalls yeah. and and takes down her hair <laughs> it's, it's, it's tremendous. Just, well, well they they uh that was in uh not another teen movie as well, <laughs> where they have this like totally gorgeous girl, but she 's got glasses on yeah. and she wears overalls, yeah. and she has her hair pulled back yeah and she, and they're just like we're going to turn Janie into the prom queen, <laughs> and all they do is take their hair down, take the glasses off and put her in a dress, mm-hmm. and then she's turbo hot. <laughs> it's just so fucking ridiculous. So um, anyway, uh, back to this. She's um, She comes out, gives uh, Emilio Estevez a boner, which is mm-hmm. just kind of weird, yeah. because there's no real relationship between them the entire movie.
0: Yeah, no, like... But zero. suddenly he's he's got a show.
1: chubby, and he's ready yeah. to just jump on it. Um, there is a really cool scene between her and Brian... Where, you know, Brian looks at her and initially she's offended because she thinks that he's, you know, kind of making fun of the way she looks by his his look. But then he just adjusts his look just a small bit and she realizes that he's really complimenting her. It's a very good scene without saying a single word between two people that you know have some kind of weird cosmic type connection between right. them, even though they never really explore that connection between yeah. the two characters. Um, and then uh, Bender is going back to the room. He gets back into the closet and then she just shows up af- out of nowhere. Fucking Claire just shows up out of nowhere, starts making out with them. Yeah. I have no idea how far that went, but you know, they're making out in the closet and then she takes off. And then basically that's the end of the that's, day. <laughs> Gleason comes in they're all walking out, and he finds the note, and you know it's being read over in Brian's, uh, you know, just like at the beginning of the movie.
0: We're a, we're a jock, we're a you know crap, we're a criminal, we're a weirdo, and we're a
1: you know you see Brian. us as you want to see us. Yeah. is essentially the yeah. the message. So uh, you know Brian gets into his car and takes off. His father comes and picks him up. I don't know that that matters. Uh, Claire makes out with. Bender in front of the car, I think, more or less, just to piss her dad off. Yeah. Um, and then, but it doesn't seem like he, he gave doesn't a, give shit. a shit.
0: He's like, they're kids.
1: Then, uh, Ali Sheedy and uh, what's, his, what's his name are making out, and, you know, she gets, you know, he gets in the truck and takes off, and she gets in the car and takes off, that's and it. it's just kind of that's, that's it. It's, it's anti- a anti- weird anti- thing. Anti- yeah. And, you know, the credits start rolling, and, of course, Simple Mind starts playing again. Uh. And uh Bender does his little fist in the air, which yeah. of course has been redone a million times really. in a bunch of different movies. Um but overall, dude, I I know that we kind of knocked on it a lot, but out of this movie there's probably like a total of four scenes that are really don't hold up well.
0: Yes. But it's a good movie.
1: And but other than that, man, I, I still love this movie.
0: Unlike the next
1: movie we're doing. Twister. Twister.
0: We're gonna shit all over that movie. Oh
1: hell dude. My God. I don't even know if I'll have enough energy to do Twister. We're gonna do Twister. Holy Christ, awesome. dude. You know how bad Twister is.
0: Yes I do. It's a very bad movie.
1: It's all it's it's so bad. It's you know we could just spend the next month or two just doing like disaster movies. We could. Fucking Twister twenty twelve. The uh, day after tomorrow, the, San Andreas, all this the day shit, after tomorrow, yeah. like all of these fucking movies. Damn. The uh, what was the one with the ship that went upside down?
0: Perfect Storm.
1: No, that one's a good one though. But I'm thinking of the one that with Kurt Russell, where the ship o- overturns and they have to. It it was remade Poseidon. a couple. Of, Poseidon Adventure. That's it.
0: That shit on my ass, yeah.
1: Yeah, good one.
0: All right. Well, we're done here.
1: Yeah, I think we pretty much covered
0: Twi- Twister next uh, after that face off and after that heat. So, anyway, we'll be back uh, next week with Twister. Until then, have a wonderful week. Bye bye.